talk to Elizabeth would be enough for Elizabeth. Mary had someone to relate to. But when we flip back over to Zacharias, do you remember what Zacharias' answer, answer was to the promise? He says, how am I going to know this is going to happen? Now what did the angel say to Zacharias? The angel answering him said, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb. The word dumb there means not unintelligent, but unable to speak. Thou shalt not be able to speak until the day that these things be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Mary's was a question of curiosity and faith. Mary didn't ask, how am I know this is going to happen? Mary, Mary said, well, God, I know you can do it. I'm just curious to know how you're going to go about this. This is a pretty fantastic thing you're saying to me. How is this going to happen? Zachariah's question was, how am I going to know this is going to happen? It was a question of doubt. And we see the two different responses probably are based on the two different life experiences. Consider Zechariah and Elizabeth. For years they had prayed for a child. For years they had sought the Lord. The angel even said to her, your, said to him, your prayers have been answered. Zechariah, I'm here to let you know that long-standing prayer request you keep bringing up to the Lord, or maybe you stop bringing up because of your, your, your faith. I, I want you to know that that prayer is going to be answered. God is going to answer your prayer. And Zechariah didn't say, God, that's so cool. I'm so excited. Thank you for answering my prayer. What are you going to do to answer my prayer? No, Zechariah says, how do I know you're going to answer my prayer? God, how do I know you're going to fulfill your word to me? I've been praying a long time. Maybe there's someone in the room this morning, you've been praying a long time. There's something, someone, something you've been praying for for a long time. And the arrival of an angel wasn't enough for Zacharias. The miraculous appearance of an angelic being, Gabriel nonetheless, one of the chief archangels of God's throne room, appears to Zacharias and gives him this promise of a son, finally. Yet, Zacharias did not believe and doubted. He doubted. Mary was young, didn't have the life experience necessarily of too many unanswered prayers. Perhaps her, her experience was one of, of seeing the faithfulness of God. And yes, there were things that she desired. Yes, there were things that she wanted. But she was not jaded by life's experiences and disappointments. So her faith was young, innocent, and ready to take on big, impossible things. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. Maybe there's nothing really that terrible in your life and you're, you're able to look at God's promises with a, a, a manner of optimism and say, look, God can do anything. I believe. I have faith. I have confidence in God. If He says it, that's good enough for me. I'm just curious to know how He's going to do it. I just kind of want to know 
I want to know what he's going to do. I'm excited. I believe, but I also want to know. I don't know where you're at this morning, what side of the fence you are on. Maybe you're in the Camp Mary and ready to believe whatever kind of impossible promises God is laying on your heart this morning. Or maybe you're like Zechariah and you've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and never seem to see the answer or the fulfillment to your prayer. And even if an angel were to show up in church this morning and, and, and announce to you personally, call you by name, and let you know that that thing you've been praying for is on the way, you would still be just a little bit skeptical. Like, well, really? How, am I, how do I know? Do you have any, any kind of like a, a, a door prize I can take home today? Maybe you'll win one of those. Who knows? But do but you have something I can hold on to that will help my faith? God responds to Mary with hope, promises, and encouragement. But he responds to Zacharias with correction and with a consequence of his doubt. Now, I'm so thankful the Bible doesn't stop there, aren't you? I'm thankful the Scripture doesn't end there on two sides of the extreme, Mary with great faith and Zacharias with great doubt. Nevertheless, we get to the ends of their stories, their respective stories as according to Scripture. Mary arrives in Elizabeth's home, and immediately Elizabeth senses in her spirit that Mary is is carrying the Messiah in her womb. And upon greeting her, the Bible says that, that John leapt inside of her womb and was filled with the Spirit from that very moment. And, and there's this great exchange between Mary and Elizabeth. And Mary offers a, a, a prayer of praise to the Lord in Luke 1.46. Mary responded, Oh, my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. From now, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he has done great things for me. He shows his mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down the princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. He has made his promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. What a wonderful, it's called the Magnificat. Mary's song of praise to God for the great things he has done. But Zacharias, likewise, had an opportunity to redeem his unbelieving response to God. The Bible tells us the story of this in Luke 1.68. At the end of, of, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, when she finally gives birth to a son, and they're all kind of gathered around on the eighth day after John was born. And the question goes around the room, what are you going to name your child? What are you going to call him? No doubt they asked the question, well, are you going to call him Zacharias? Surely he should be named after his father. This was customary in these days. Perhaps he's going to be named after some family member. What, what is his name? And, then, and Elizabeth speaks up and says his name is John. And the priest said, well, 
Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you for your input. But, but Zacharias, will you tell us, what, what will you call this baby? And Zacharias' first words that he uttered from being healed from his dumbness, his inability to speak, was, his name is John. And then Zechariah proceeds to give a prophetic praise to God in Luke 1, 68. Let's read that. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. What I like about this story and what Luke does here, he shows how the roads come together and split. Mary responds with faith. Zechariah responds with doubt. Mary's blessing is that she gets to hear how God is going to perform the miracle and is connected with Elizabeth, her cousin, who has already received a miracle herself. Zechariah's consequence or correction for his lack of faith is that he will be struck dumb for nine months while his wife is pregnant. And then when she gives birth, he will receive his voice again. But I like how both of these stories, even though they split, from faith and doubt, they merge back together to faith again. And this gives me hope because sometimes I find myself like Mary. Be it unto me, Lord, according to your will. I'm on the mountain peak. I'm excited. And whatever kind of crazy thing you're asking me to do, oh, be it unto me, Lord, according to your will. The Lord lays on my heart to give to Christmas for Christ and I pick up a big envelope and I say, yes, Lord, be it unto me according. I'll give to your kingdom. I'll invest in your work. The Lord asked me to teach a Bible study. Yes, Jesus, I'll start a Bible study. I'll start this endeavor. I'll reach out. The Lord asked me to do X, Y, Z. Yes, Jesus, according to your will, be it unto me, Lord Jesus, just like Mary. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be used by you. But then there's times where I respond a little bit more like Zechariah. God, how, how exactly are you going to fulfill this? I've been praying about this for a long time, God. This is an unanswered prayer for me. How, how, how is this even possible? How do I know you're going to fulfill? God, if you ask me to give this, how do I know I'm going to have enough money to buy XYZ at the end of the month? God, how do I know you asked me to teach? How am I going to fit that into my timetable? Lord, you want me to be faithful. You want to be part of a team at the church. How do I know you're going to help me do this? Lord, I don't have the confidence. I don't, I don't know where, where you are this morning because sometimes we're either on Mary's side or on Zachariah's side. And sometimes God has to correct us like he did with Zacharias. He has to get us back on the right trail. He has to get us back and we read the Bible and we feel the sting of correction. We feel the prick of conviction in our heart. 
oh God, I, I didn't respond faithfully there. I responded with doubt. I responded with fear. But no matter where you find yourself this Christmas, God can rejoin you back into the faithful just like He did with Zechariah and Mary. At the end of the story, they both sang the praises of God. They both did what God asked them to do. They took different roads to get there, but they both ended up being faithful to their calling. Whatever you're struggling with this morning, if it's faith or doubt, I urge you, don't give up on your walk with God. Don't walk away from God and His kingdom. Even if you, you have doubts, bring your doubts to Jesus. Bring your questions to Jesus. Bring your concerns to the Lord. Let Him correct you. Let Him reshape you. Let Him remold you this year. If God's asking you to do something that seems out of the ordinary or extreme or, or, or different, I want you to bring that thing back to Him and say, Lord, help me to be like Mary. Help me to respond with faith. But if I respond like Zacharias, Lord, would you correct me with love and with mercy? And I love that even though Zechariah responded with doubt, God didn't write him off. God didn't say, oh, Zechariah, that was the wrong answer. I'm going to go to the next family down the line. Sorry, you missed your opportunity to, to give birth to, to John the Baptist, the one who would prepare the way of the Messiah. Sorry, sorry, Zechariah, you, you said the wrong answer. Oops, we're going to write you off. No, God didn't write Zacharias off. He still let him be part. And God's not going to write you off this morning. Don't be afraid that even if you give the wrong answer, if you have a moment of lapse in your judgment or in your faith, God doesn't write you off. He still used Mary. He still used Zechariah. And He will still use you. This Christmas Eve, I wonder if we would all come around together like a family. You know, in Christmas morning, I don't know what it's like at your house, but at our house, the kids are all going to get around the Christmas tree and open gifts, and they're going to have lots of fun, and I'm excited for that. But I've wondered, like a church family, we gather around these trees or this front area, not, not to open gifts, but to present ourselves as a gift to Jesus. Wherever God is leading you, whatever He's asking of you, whatever He's calling on you to do, will you present yourself to Him as a gift this morning? A gift of faith? Maybe you still are struggling with doubt. That's okay. Bring your doubts to Jesus this morning. Bring your doubts to the foot of His cross, so to speak. Bring your doubts to His throne this morning. And let's come like a family and pray together for a few moments before we close this Christmas Eve service out. Let's come around like a family and sing and pray together. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us Adore Him, oh come let us adore Him.
If it's appropriate, would you pray with the person next to you this morning? Would you pray together? Pray the Lord's blessing on your families, on your, your relationships, on your homes. Lord, let your spirit cover our families. Let your presence cover this house. Cover your people today. Overshadow us like you did with Mary. Do the miracle in our life, God, like you promised Zachariah and Mary. Do that, that wonderful thing that's going to fulfill your plan for our lives. You have a plan for every person in this room, so let it come to pass. Let it come to pass in my family. Let it come to pass in this church. Would you cover every family today in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we need you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Cover this whole church. Cover every family in this church. In Jesus' name. Cover the families of this church today. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we call on every single one of them. We call their names before you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let your purpose be fulfilled in us, God. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I live for you alone, every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake, have your way in me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you and we praise you today. And we give you the thanks. We give you the thanks for what you've done in us, what you're doing in us, Lord. You alone are worthy, Jesus. You alone deserve the honor. You alone deserve the praise, Jesus. We praise and magnify you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I want to say a Merry Christmas to everybody. Last week we had such a great Christmas concert. Thank you to all of you that helped setting up, tearing down, practicing, preparing, singing, everything you guys did. Why don't you give yourselves a great hand? It was an awesome, awesome service. And uh, next week, don't forget, we're having our New Year's Eve service at 11 a.m., not p.m., 11 a.m. 
on New Year's Eve. And um, we're going to have our regular Sunday school program going next week. Um, and don't forget year-end donations. If you wanted to top up your year-end donations for 2023, uh, that 